Thanks for joining with us. Sorry, I have Latanya Brown. She is the Chief Operating Officer of Economic Strategists with us on the show today. Latanya, welcome to the to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, give us some background on you because I know it's there's a lot of depth to you and your personality. And then I want to talk about some of the different common sense things that people don't realize what happens to them when they actually go from no trust life. To living through a trust okay all right sounds good well my background the majority of my background is in education and that's how i landed at economic strategist i um, taught business education and i also taught technology for nearly 20 years well nearly 20 years i was in education um, however i uh, became an administrator so half of that time i was in administration but my, my goal when I was in education was to empower and educate students and educate their parents and just take them to another level in the way that they handle uh, their personal lives financially, as well as just business goals and things like that are concerned. Mm -hmm. And so my, my motto was always knowledge is power. I always taught on things that I thought were the right things to teach. Uh, being the stock market, like all these out-of-the-box things that you could think of to educate students on, that is what I did. And I made it a point to educate their parents as well. And I believe it was, what, about three years ago or so during the summer is when I came into the knowledge of economic strategist. I became a client myself. And in becoming a client, I was enlightened by this, in this world that exists out there that allows the, the what we call the average American who's out there working hard, making money, but finding that they're constantly losing money due to uh, taxation and things like that, um, lawsuits and all those things that the, the average American is vulnerable to and learning that there's an answer for that. And so um, becoming a client, living within the corpus of the trust, but then seeing a, a another purpose for me um, to go out and then educate people on how to truly uh, be successful, how to truly have an opportunity to enhance your wealth, to maintain uh, and to really allow the legacy that you've created for your families to thrive, to be able to live a life and even after death, you know, see that measure of success that you've worked so hard for continue to live on and on and on. And that can happen through the corpus of a trust like this one here. And that's why I'm here today. I've switched my career because I want to make sure that I can get this message out to as many people as possible. What kinds of things do people go through? What kind of changes do they go through before the trust and then using the trust in their daily lives? It's a different way of of shopping, of paying the bills. It's a different way of lifestyle. Talk me through that. For the most part, it's a shift in mindset, mm -hmm. more so than anything else. So when we talk about the difference between 
life before and life after living within the corpus of a trust. Well, before living in the corpus of a trust, our mindset is so on me, my, I, this is mine. And ownership, we want to own everything. Um, because that's what society tells us is that the thing to do is become an owner of something. Whereas um, with ownership comes responsibility. With ownership comes liability. However, when you began to function within a corpus of a trust like this one, you have the same control that you would have if you were an owner. However, what you don't have, what you are able to let go of, is the liability, is a lot of that responsibility that comes with ownership. And the reason why I say it's a change, it takes a change in mindset, is because if we can just get over the um, feeling of having to own something, then we can live a much more robust life. So without owning it, does that mean, and let me move forward with this, that means that through the, the trust, the obviously the liability goes away because you don't own it. They can't take it away from you. You don't own it. Right. The, the other processes that, that happen that I want you to bring up to the audience are how about your daily life though i mean because you buy things mm -hmm. you pay bills you and then you give things so that let's walk through some of that because mm -hmm. that's a that's a little different way of doing things absolutely so even though you don't own anything you still control everything and so the concept is to for the most part continue to do what you've been doing and i always say except worry Mm -hmm. Because we're always worried about when uh, tax season is going to come around. And have we um, filed enough exemptions? Have we done all these things to keep us from being highly taxed? So you do everything that you would normally do besides worry. The only difference is the tool that you use to do what you do. For example, I um, have two debit cards. So one of my debit cards is a debit card with silver horses and the other one is has gold horses. So the account with the gold horses has the trust account that I manage, and my personal account is the one with the silver horses. So I spend money just differently on each card depending upon what I'm spending the money on. So because when you become the manager of this type of a trust and you convey and sell over all of your assets into the corpus of the trust because it is a non-grantor trust, it is an irrevocable trust, and in doing that, then I no longer have ownership over those things. Well, I'm not going to sell you my house and then I continue to pay the mortgage. Not going to happen, right? So what happens when you sell your assets over into the corpus of the trust is the trust now is responsible for making those payments. So the gold card, the one that's the trust account, is the one that I use to pay mortgage, to pay utilities. Anything that is an asset that is now owned by the trust and is now the responsibility of the trust is what I use that account for. Now, my other account, I use that for what we call food, fun, and fashion. And the food, fun, and fashion, those are things that are just non-related to the trust or its beneficiaries. That's really strictly about me as a trustee. So my personal wardrobe, my hanging out and going and doing the things that I've, I enjoy doing um, as a pastime. And, um, and my food, you know, entertainment-based food, those things are covered using my personal account. Now, because my children are beneficiaries of the trust, 
then guess what? My household groceries and things like that are covered within the corpus of the trust or taken care of with the trust account. Their schooling, their clothing and things, those are things that are covered uh, or taken care of within the corpus of the trust. So what happens is, whereas my monthly budget used to be extremely large because I had all these things that I was taking care of every single month, now my personal monthly budget is very small. And the majority of what I do as far as responsibility and taking care of the beneficiaries are concerned is the responsibility now of the trust. So in order to remove vulnerability on my part, the majority of any monies that are coming in go into that protected account that belongs to the trust. And my account that I use for my small things, the things that I like to do, I keep a smaller amount of money in there. And so then periodically I may move money over or there may be other monies that I make that I just allow to go into my personal account. So that account, if that account were to be uh, manipulated in any way, there's no, it's, it's not going to hurt me at all because that's not where the majority of the funds that I control sit. Now, you mentioned that you have a personal and a trust debit card. You have to move money from the trust to the personal debit card. Is that a taxable event? It's not a taxable event for me because I have, keep in mind what I mentioned before, is uh, sold over just items into the corpus of the trust. And there's been a demand note put in place for that. And so then now the trust owes me, right? For those items that I've sold to it because no I didn't just get money from the trust right right then and there when I conveyed those items over and sold those items over there's a note due and so anytime if I'm drawing down payment from that note then that's something that is non-taxable okay and so keeping it in that realm some people who are trustees of trusts they um, actually receive uh, payment from the trust for acting as trustee now, if someone were to do that, then that's taxable. And some people do a small amount for that. But um, other than that, no, it's not taxable because the trust owes me. There's um, hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting there of things that I've just conveyed over into the corpus of the trust. So I'm, I'm not going to use that much. So in, in essence, you found a way to um, live a better lifestyle and keep the money intact and, and be able to continue the legacy without having to um, endure what less sophisticated people mm -hmm. are doing are enduring absolutely and and those people who've come before us they're the ones who've taught the lesson clearly think about uh, Rockefeller saying the secret to success is to own nothing and control everything that is just what they do um, families like the Kennedys, they say we are a very public family with a very private financial philosophy or business philosophy. And so their business philosophy is that they operate within the corpus of trust. The Gettys, the Carnegies, the Trumps. We wonder why we're having these issues with, um, with our very own president. And, um, and the bottom line is, whatever it is that he's doing, it's within the law because he functions within the corpus of trust that protect his estate, that protect his movement of, of finances. It's, it is what it is. You know, we may not like it, but guess what? The law supports it. And so rather than, um, than complain, find out how you too can make yourself, you know, not vulnerable to the taxation, 
not vulnerable to the lawsuits and judgments and all these different things because the ability is out there. It's perfectly legal. We've just got to take advantage of it, just like those um, those people do that we consider to be that unreachable, the unreachable rich, you know. And it's at, it's possible for more people than we think. We just didn't have the knowledge as to how to make that happen. Beautifully put. Thanks for being a guest on today's show. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.